Great. Um, so, um, you know, one example of feedback that we have received is in the April town hall, we had uh, some drivers call in and say they were getting temp alerts on every load. And obviously that's a problem. So we had our team research it. We figured out that there was some uh, background logic in the code that was creating some errors. And as a consequence, our drivers were getting a bunch of error messages when there shouldn't have been. And uh, there's a lot of complicated reasons why, but I'm glad we've got it fixed. So. Uh, at this point, that should be resolved and uh, one less irritating thing to deal with. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, we listened to that one and we're able to solve it. And so we appreciate your patience with that issue. Um, what I'd like to do now is ask Kirk Freeman to uh, give a, our customer spotlight for the month. So, Kirk, you with us? Kirk is the president of our dedicated division. You there, Kirk? Let's see, Kirk, if you haven't done this already and you want to speak, you just have to dial um, star 4534, then pound. So star 4534, then pound. Or just let me know what number you are. I can add you. Try to okay. unmute. Yeah, while we're waiting for Kirk, let me talk about one other thing before we get to Kirk. So uh, last Saturday, I had the opportunity to go to the Utah Truck Driving Championships uh, here in Salt Lake, and it was, it was awesome. Uh, we had uh, a number of fantastic uh, drivers that um, performed there. They, they all have uh, great experience and do a great job and represent the company well. And uh, I want to recognize them by reading their names. So we had uh, Greg, Greg Trongali, Mike Wilcox, Gene Luther, Stephen Nichols, uh, Fred Matthews, a.k.a. Fishbelly. We had Carl Green, uh, Jose Morales, uh, Rene Elizondo, William Plevney, Michael Jockwood, and Paula Carter. And uh, we all had a great time. There's bingo going on and hot dogs and burgers, and uh, so many of our our team showed up and just had a good time together, and that's what it's all about that day. What was also fun is we had a couple of our drivers play, so it, it was a huge competition this year, and we had two of our drivers uh, finish in the top three in their, in their categories. Uh, Michael Jockwig uh, finished in third in his category, and Paula Carter she finished second uh, in the sleeper class, which is the biggest class. So uh, great job to everybody uh, that participated. Uh, thanks to Paula and Michael, and congratulations. And thanks to all the others that, that participated. We have a number of former winners in that group, too, and just a really impressive team. So we had a great time, and uh, we'd encourage all those uh, that are interested to participate in the future. Um, Okay, uh, let's let's see if we can get Kirk on. Kirk, are you you on at this point? Can you hear me now? Absolutely. I'll turn it over to there you. We go. Excellent. Thanks, Chad. Well, good morning or good afternoon to everybody on the call, depending on what part of the country you're in. Uh, got some exciting uh, an exciting update coming out of the dedicated group. We do have uh, a little bit of growth going on. 
with a recent award that we are just in the early stages of the startup process now. Uh, PetSmart uh, is a company based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and they have a large distribution center there. So we've been awarded that fleet uh, down in the Phoenix area. Uh, so if you are a driver uh, that has interest, the footprint on that is uh, basically you, you live in the Arizona area, uh, services Southern California, a little bit of Nevada, all of Arizona, and it may touch uh, a little bit over into New Mexico. Uh, but basically 38 trucks, all sleepers. So you'd be out, usually it looks like it'll be an overnight. So if you leave Sunday, you're over, you're back Monday night. You leave Tuesday, you're over, you come back Wednesday, kind of a, a plan generally. Um, and uh, it's all dry freight, pet food, so it'll be all dry freight, no reefers on this one at this point. Uh, some reefers may be incorporated later on. Uh, so 38 drivers uh, that we are starting to look for uh, on this operation, and we will have a uh, startup. We're planning it for August 1st. So if you have interest, you can certainly get uh, with the recruiting uh, team and uh, get your name in on that list and start going through that process. So uh, we're excited about that one. We also have some others uh, in the hopper. We're not able to uh, announce any awards just yet, uh, but there's a lot of activity right now uh, in the dedicated space uh, with bids for business uh, and some new business. So hopefully in the... Uh, uh, future uh, town halls, we'll be able to announce some uh, some more opportunities for drivers with growth. So that's it uh, for this one on PetSmart. Thanks, Chad. Thank you, Kirk. And it's exciting to see the growth we're having uh, and dedicated. And uh, can't wait to continue to succeed uh, with our customers. I'll tell you, our safe and on time, every time value and commitments that we make is really making a difference. It's gr so great to see the relationships we have with our customers and the, the fact that even as we're in a down freight market right now, uh, we are able to maintain uh, some great freight and great accounts with some very valuable customers that, frankly, everybody in the industry wants. So, uh, so proud of our, our drivers and everybody that, that's made that great service happen. Um, also, we've seen some just fantastic safety numbers lately. Our accident rates have been very good. We've, we've had uh, very few uh, serious accidents lately, and uh, we're, we're just so pleased with all of you. Don't worry, I'm knocking on wood as I say that. Uh, but the truth is I, I mostly believe that you make your own luck through the actions that you create. And uh, I appreciate all the, the positive commitments and work that each person is doing to make sure that their, their truck is staying out of harm's way and, uh, and protecting their own safety as well uh, through any types of injury or work-related accidents. So thanks for all that you're doing there. That's all we have in terms of uh, things to share with you. Uh, now it's time for us to, to hear from our drivers and our team, and uh, so we will open up the phones to you. Uh, how do we do that, Mitch? Okay, I'm going to put it into Q&A mode right now. And so if you do want to participate, you can do uh, star six on your phone, 
to uh, be put in the queue. And it uh, looks like we're starting to get there. So yes, okay, so we do have some now questions in the queue. And we'll start here. It looks like I've got a number. I don't have a name on this, this phone number, but it is an area code 951. And then 818 is the first three. Can you hear us? Go ahead and tell us who you are, your name, and uh, go ahead with your comment or question. Hi, um, it's uh, P. Simon, Paul Simon. Um, so something that I noticed recently, and I know this is going to affect a lot of the driving force that's on the East Coast, um, and I was wondering if the, uh, if the, the, the people, you know, the executives and stuff could uh, touch bases on this because I know it has a major safety issue involved in it. Um, the air quality due to the fires in Canada right now um, and, like, the, like, visibility and, like, you know, the breathing quality and stuff, I was just wondering if you guys could touch bases on that and give drivers some tips on how to deal with that if they end up in that area. Well, that's a great question, Paul, and good to hear from you. Um, I've been watching the news too. Um, the uh, that looks crazy in, in New York, particularly. Um, you know, we we saw a lot of that in the Western United States in the last few years with with uh, some of those fires. I'm not an expert on this, and I'll let anybody chime in that would like to. But I mean, what I'm hearing is uh, stay indoors and and uh, don't be. Uh, breathing too hard outside if you can avoid it. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. Uh, anybody else have any thoughts on that? Yeah, this is Aaron Shepard, Chad. Uh, Paul, I'm, we've met before, I believe. I'm the Vice President of Safety. We uh, are treating the fires like a weather event and have been sending some, some truck messages, but uh, Definitely, if visibility is impacted, you just need to slow down. That's my first piece of advice. If you're seeing your visibility is impacted, you should you should slow uh, your truck speed down significantly. And um, obviously, if you have an exercise routine where you're outside, I'd, I'd postpone it for right now. Yeah, thanks for the question, Paul. And uh, interesting to talk about. It's funny, you know. Uh, <laughs> The longer I live, the more you see things that you think you'd never see, like that picture of Manhattan uh, with the orange haze all around it. Um, so life is crazy. You never know what it's going to throw at you next, uh, which is why I guess you got to be ready to roll with the changes. Who do we have next, Mitch? All right. Thanks for that, Paul. Next question um, comes from, looks like, Kenneth Wood. Go ahead, Kenneth. You there? Can you hear us? Yes, uh, just a, a question. Maybe um, save a lot of money in the, the shop is if we go through a DOT inspection and we get a DOT inspection uh, sticker from the DOT at the skill house, can that delay or can that renew our 90 day inspection for a DOT so the shop doesn't have to do it again? It sounds like they just need to get the paperwork. Is that correct? Let's uh, let's go to Dan Flanagan, our uh, VP of maintenance for this one. Go ahead, Dan. Yes, uh, that's a good question. Uh, and the, the answer is you still need to get your DOT uh, performed 
by by mechanic. Uh, it doesn't update the system when they do it. Uh, it just uh, gives them the CV CV uh, SA group um, authority to do that. But at the same time, we're we're still going to want to keep it on our schedule, and we want to uh, uh, inspect the equipment. Uh, and get our sticker put on it and get it updated in our system so we know what was done. Does that answer your question? Well, I was wondering if we could maybe look into this. I mean, it could save you a lot of time because a DOT inspection done by the DOT seems like that would be a kind of a no-brainer. I mean, if we had the paperwork, could they just update it and save the shop some money by, you know, registering that or... It seems like uh saves a lot of time and money. Yeah, but if it's not in our system, then uh, we, if we get audited, uh, we don't have that um, the, the paperwork, the form that they fill out. And we have to, as, as a carrier, we have to make sure that we have that on file. So even though it seems like it's a, it's a waste of time, and actually it really is, but at the same time, uh, we have to follow our protocol to make sure that we ha uh, uh, bring it in when it's supposed to be done before uh, 365 days, and uh, we have the proper forms uh, and sign-offs by our people. But um, you're, you're right. I mean, uh, when DOT says it's good, it sh certainly should be good. But at the same time, we still have to follow up with our, with our paperwork and our people to make sure that it's it's done correctly and it's documented in our in our system. Does that make sense? Yeah, so is, there a way way to, is there a way to yeah. petition the FMCSA on that? I mean... I'm sorry, could you yeah. say that again, please? Is there a way to, like, maybe petition the FMCSA and ask them to forward the paperwork? Sure. Uh, I wrote that down. I'll get back uh, with you. I'm going to check into it to see uh, what uh, could be required that we could do to keep from having to do the inspection again. But uh, but you're right. We would need that uh, inspection paperwork. Uh, and if they could forward it to us, the carrier, uh, and, they, and they got all of our information through our DOT number, uh, then we could set that up and use that as, as proof of, of being done. But currently we're not doing that. And, and I will check into right. it. Yeah, it seems like you might save a lot of inspection time on that if they were willing to do it. Yep, and I appreciate it. Hey, Kenneth and uh, and uh, Dan, this is Kevin Carlisle, Director of Compliance. Kenneth, great, great input. And we love it when our drivers get those CVSA stickers because that shows that you've gone through a level one inspection with no violations, so kudos to you, good good job. The current regulations from the FMCSA still requires those uh, inspections, the DOT inspections that Dan was talking about. Um, what the CVSA sticker does do though, however, and you see those utilized a lot during a lot of the pushes that the CVSA does, like the most recent inspection blitz that they had for ABS and load securement, what the CVSA sticker does is when you get pulled in by chance to another on the road or roadside inspection, um, what will happen in most cases is the inspector seeing that sticker will then bypass you and not 
perform a new inspection. So generally speaking, that's really the time savings that we get out of for you, the driver, for having that clean inspection. Um, but Dan and I can discuss it and we can reach out and have some conversations and see if we can uh, communicate uh, with the FMCSA on this, but currently I, I do support in what Dan has said because the regulations do require us to do those inspections um, regardless of the CVSA stickers or not. But good call out, Ken. Thank you. Kenneth, that's a, a great point. Um, it's too bad that the regulation requires that because I think you did uh, point out an inefficiency that we'd love to streamline. Uh, but, but like Kevin said, he and Dan will research this and see if we can figure a way around it because that would be good for everybody if we didn't have to double up on the inspections there. So thanks for your question. We appreciate you, and let's move to the next. All right. Let's go to, looks like, uh, area code 623210, Raymond uh, Sacchetti. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yes, sir. What was your name? Maybe it's it's Chicken. <laughs> Uh, Chiquetti. Um, uh, good morning. Uh, my first, my first question is is uh, about the PetSmart. Where would we find the uh, pay structure and what that looks like for that uh, account that's going to be starting? And sure. my second question would be um, about the bonus awards and the things that are there for us to, you know. Uh, order on the items uh, by chance, you know, for people who have been with you guys for a long period of time. Is there any possibilities of having somebody look at it and update the items that we get to choose from? Yeah, let me take, okay, the, well. take the first one, Chad, or the second one first, if that's all right. Um, so you're talking about the non-time awards, right? Yeah, that'll be yes. the second one. Let's okay. go to Kirk. For the first one on on the PetSmart Pay and how we can find out about that. And go ahead, Kurt. I think you're on mute, Kurt. Let's see. Let me go back and get to Kurt here. <clears throat> is uh, go to Wayne Cedar home. Um, why don't you just talk about how career track works for most of our positions, Wayne, not just for this question, but for everybody. And then once we get Kirk on, he can talk specifically about PetSmart. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. Okay. So, hi, this is Wayne Cedar home. I'm the vice president of driver recruiting and development. And, you know, when we have a new startup, what usually happens is we wait until we're, ready to hire probably about a week or two before. Uh, and so when we have like a PetSmart open up or uh, we had Harbor Freight open up not too long ago, Niagara Waters opened up a few uh, months ago. And what we do is we'll post it in CareerTrack. It'll show us a new position and it will be in the domiciles where you can hire out of. So if you are from the general Phoenix area or any of the domiciles that Kirk mentioned, you will see and you can go in there and you can one request to apply. And then two, uh, you can see what the uh, rate per mile and the average and top 10% pay is. It will have a description in there, uh, and it will also kind of walk through what the job requirements are. W once you apply, we'll start calling out and working through 
the list of anybody who's applied and uh, just kind of see if you meet the general requirements. If you're on account, we can move you. Sometimes we have to wait a little bit just because of driver capacity in, in a specific account you may be on. We want to uh, just hold off for a couple of weeks. But regardless, going to career track, uh, I think, Kirk, you know the date. I think it's still a couple of weeks out till you'll see it. Go on there and then look. Another thing that we'll do is if we are looking to fill that position um, quickly within the week, we'll also start sending emails out to drivers that fit that domicile that we're looking to talk to about the position. And real quick, while I'm on career track, I just want to talk about something that's come up in the past. Um, you can actually, uh, when you apply, there, I will say we don't have, our turnover has been phenomenal the last six to uh, 12 months, and it's getting better as we speak. So a lot of times it, you'll feel like, hey, I've applied for this job. I'm not eligible for it. It's, it's not because you're not eligible for the job or it's, we just don't have openings as much as we uh, have in the past, which is actually a really positive thing. But we review every week and go through the recruiters and make sure that we've, uh, we're cleaning, uh, we're contacting all drivers and making sure everybody on that list has some form of communication. So if you have not gotten any communication, stay tuned. You will. Um, we're working through those lists. We're working through every driver. It takes some time, but we are definitely watching career track very closely. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, thank hey, you, Wayne. Kirk, can we hear you now? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Go ahead. I'm Pet hey, Smart. Very good. So the, uh, the pay, uh, we're still finalizing the pay band. Uh, but I'll give you a, sort of the, the high-level version of it. Um, it's going to be between 58 for uh, an entry level. As I think you all know, it's an experience-based um, from, you know, one-year experience all the way up to 10 years uh, experience with us is the, is the band. So it starts out at uh, 58 and goes all the way up to 70,000 as what would be an annual W-2 uh, amount for those for those jobs. Um, it will be mileage driven, uh, and again, they are Arizona based, uh, so it will be you know X cents per mile based on what we're expecting uh, those drivers to to run. So we should have that finished, uh, the actual pay scales and all that stuff done in the next couple of weeks, uh, and then as uh, Wayne mentioned, it'll be posted uh, online in career checks. The other thing I did want to mention, so if you are a driver on our fleet and you maybe don't currently live uh, in Arizona or the Phoenix market and you still have interest in this uh, and you live somewhere else and you want to move there, um, you absolutely would be eligible and uh, obviously encouraged um, to do that. So just keep that in mind, even though we have opportunities that come up uh, around the country, it's a very similar thing for our office staff. Uh, they may live in one part of the country and work for us, but an opportunity comes out somewhere else and they have family or whatever, uh, and they want to move and relocate there. Uh, we absolutely would prefer to have our own drivers that we would put on this account first versus hiring from the, you know, the outside local market. So if you have seniority here at CR England, whether it's one year or 10 years, um, we'll hire you first for any of these dedicated accounts before we go to the outside market or the incumbent carrier. So we are taking this business away from Cardinal. 
Uh, Cardinal had been there for 20 years, and so they have a number of drivers that are very senior. But we take care of our own first. Uh, we take care of family first here. So if you're an England driver, you will get first dibs at these jobs before we go to the outside market. So hope that answers your question. Good stuff, Kurt. Thank you. And we'll get to the uh, driver awards program in just a second. But before we do, I want to um, reiterate a couple things. One that Wayne said, as far as our driver turnover has been very low, um, and we're talking about this PetSmart job, but this applies all the way across the company. The amount of demand that we're getting to work at CR England just continually goes up. Um, we Drivers uh, are staying here longer. Drivers are wanting to work here more. And you may not be aware of this, but we've actually pivoted to where most of the drivers we are hiring are experienced drivers that have done a great job at other companies. And we're very selective about who we bring in. But most of our hires these days aren't coming from our own schools. They're coming uh, from some of the best in the business that want to be here. Um, and of course, within our own team, we have, we've had some great training programs and we have so many great mentors and schools and, and, you know, that's not going away, but, uh, we've been able to be more selective because we're bringing in fewer inexperienced drivers on who our mentors are and we're holding our mentors to a higher standard and those that aren't as committed to developing the new drivers, uh, we, we, don't, we don't need them to be doing that job. And so, uh, you know, I, I want you to know how committed we are to having the best of the best work here and to provide an experience for our drivers that is positive and that can allow you to have the kind of career that you dream of. And that's what we want to provide here at our company. And we hope we're doing that. We know, we know we're doing a better job because we're seeing all the time, um, just people want to work here and people want to continue to be here. And, and we're proud of that. And, and you know, that's, that's uh, what we've been working so hard on and we'll continue to get better. And, and we hope that you grow uh, and get better in your career with us. So uh, speaking of which, um, we like to uh, give rewards to drivers that, that do that. Mitch, do you want to speak to the, the uh, awards programs that we have? Yeah, so uh, the question was about the awards and what you can select and if we're going to change that. So we've had these uh, awards programs in for a number of years, um, and we did recently, well, a couple years ago, it's been now, we did change those awards that we were offering to drivers. Uh, just as a reminder, you have multiple um, options that you can select from when you earn bronze, silver, gold, or platinum. Um, and, uh, and so there's some choices there. But yes, we are in the process of reevaluating what we want to offer and changing that out. So um, yes, we are going to change those out here very shortly, probably within the next six months or so. So by the end of the year or next year, we'll have some new, new offerings for drivers to select from. So that's a good feedback. We certainly understand you as you've been here. It looks like you've been here, Ray, Raymond, for over two years. So we appreciate your, your service. Um, but yeah, we, we're, we're mindful of that and we want to make sure we change that out. So great question. Thanks for your feedback. Hopefully that answers it. Uh, yes, sir. And Ray, Thank you. And Raymond, one more thing. Sorry, if you are, I'll, I'll just, uh, when we open up that position, I'll make sure I give you a call uh, and we go through the position. And if you're interested, you can apply. 
Uh, yes, because uh, talking about the careers tracks, and maybe this is something that can also change. I I have applied for like the uh, dedicated. I want to say it's a dedicated metropolitan because um, I live within the Phoenix area uh, for the hiring of that. And I have made my way up the list. The last notification I had was first I, uh, on the list as a mentor uh, for being a mentor uh, on that account. Um, but I was hoping to find out some more information about it. And um, I haven't been able to find out who to contact just to ask some general questions about how the, so, the week normally looks like or, and, and stuff on it. Okay, yeah. So um, first, I'll, I'll reach out to you and we can go over that. Another thing too is when you look on career track there's um, there should be at the there's multiple uh, toggles that you can hit there's the driver compensation there's descriptions and at the bottom of the description is the number that you can call and that is the recruiting the corporate recruiting team that you can reach out to and they can walk through some stuff if you have questions I have I have called that number, and nobody seems to know what account I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm actually, I need to look at that, too, because I'm not sure what the Metropolitan is, and I have a lot. So I'll, I'll look at that, because that is interesting. Um, I'll reach I, I out to you. I want to say it's out of California, Lima, Lima Loma. Um, uh, has something to do with furniture is what they, the career tracks has on it. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll let look me, that one up. Let, let me jump in on that one. Um, so, yeah, that is mostly a team operation. Are you a, a team driver or team, uh, a part of a team? Uh, no, sir, I am not. I, that's, that was going to be one of my questions because I yeah. did no, notice the mileage that was being yeah. uh, posted on there for the week, and uh, I kind of figured it was. Yeah. But uh, I also may have somebody that, I'd be willing to team with that I currently work with. Um, okay. Yeah, so that, uh, that's the considered. Metropolitan, which you're right, it is furniture coming off the East Coast, back and forth, basically North Carolina to California. So uh, it should be in there, Wayne, so see what it is, but it is team operation. That might be uh, part of the uh, challenge there. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I will find Thank out you. and reach out. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Thanks, Raymond and Wayne and Kirk for that one. Um, who's next, Mitch? Okay. We've got uh, Shauna Ghetto. Shauna, go ahead with your question. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Shauna. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep, we can hear you, Shauna. Hey, great. Uh, my question is on the uh, the APU pilot program and some of our trucks. Have we had that in place long enough to have any useful data come back to us? Is that something we're going to pursue long term, or do we know yet? Great question. Um, yeah, these electric APUs that uh, we have, uh, we have definitely been measuring. Uh, Gary Van Eklenberg is on the call. Uh, so. Gary, why don't you jump in on this one? Sure, sure. Gary Van Ecklenburg. I'm the director of equipment here at CR England. Um, Shauna, the, we've, we've tested these. We, we had uh, maybe some setup issues initially on them, but, uh, you know, we're seeing some benefit, but it's still really early to tell if, if the cost-benefit is 
is there on these units. Do you currently have one? No, I don't, and I was um, curious if it was an education issue maybe. I see a lot of questions on some of the social media pages and talking uh -huh. to other drivers that do have the units, asking you know, general questions, how to use it, and I don't have one, so I, I can't really help them other than, you know, is there a user manual or you know, <laughs> show it to me. Let's try to figure it out. So I was wondering if maybe some of our progress is being hindered by a lack of knowledge on the driver's side. Um, that's, a, that's a great question and one that we certainly need to uh, look look at and, and see if we can uh, clear up some questions. But, you know, the, the system is, is actually set up to just to, to kind of be neutral. It should work when the truck is off. Um, the truck will stop and start and, and charge it, the batteries as needed. So uh, in, in, the, in the, the setup we have, I don't think there's a lot of training, but we can certainly look into that. So very good question, and I'll follow up on that. Okay, we'll have more information next time on, on that one or in a safety meeting. Shauna, thanks for your work on the road team and supporting your fellow drivers. It's my pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Okay, who's next, Mitch? Okay, next uh, looks like uh, area code 385. The name, Cynthia Smith, 385-290. Can you hear us? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Wonderful. So my question is um, pretty relevant to me. I don't know how much it's going to help out everybody else, but I wanted to talk about your pet policy. I understand that there are supposed to be exceptions for service animals, but I want to know where you guys lie on um, ESA, emotional support animals. I've recently gotten one, and I wanted to know what I could do about allowing him on the truck with me to help me work through my anxiety when I'm out on the road. And I've been trying to get a hold of every department and nobody seems to have a decent answer for me. Good question. Um, I, I'm not sure who would, uh, hey, you've done the same thing on the town hall. You've stumped me. Um, well, can I jump in here, Chad? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think what, uh, um, HR is the one that, that does that. But in order to help you navigate that, Cynthia, I'll have one of our driver relations uh, employees reach out to you and just help you get in touch with the right person to answer those questions for you. Does that sound good? Yeah, if somebody can just reach out and talk to me about it, that'd be great. Yep, I'll, I'll do that. I've got your information here. So um, what is your driver code, actually? Um, my driver code is MSMH, and Cynthia is my mother's name, so that's oh. not going to be a way to get a hold of me. What's your first name? Sorry. Monica. Monica Smith? Yes. Okay. It just said that, sorry, the number has a, a name attached to it, so that's why I Yeah, said. I know it does, and it's, it's a big mix-up. I haven't gotten it fixed. What is your driver code again? M what? MSMH. MSMH. Okay, we've got that information, and, and we'll reach out to you to help you get get you get your questions answered. Thank you very much. All right, thank you, Monica. And who's up next? All right, we've got uh, next caller. Dustin Stevens is the name associated with this number. Is that the right name? Go ahead. You can hear us. Uh, good morning. Yes. Uh, can you guys hear me? 
Yep. Yep. Outstanding. Uh, well, good morning. Uh, I also am a, a member of the road team, and um, just wanted to comment on that the new release of the uh, of the road team on the on the toolbox. Uh, Jessica Danielle and her team and England as a whole, um, fantastic job. The, you know the feedback that that I've been getting with the drivers uh, utilizing it on the on the uh, toolbox is it's just a great thing and. I wanted to give the props uh, to to everybody involved on that. Also, um, the uh, the, the um, night moves that we as the road team's doing. Uh, Mark is uh, and Shauna, uh, who was previously on the call, they're they're they are part of that. Uh, it's on uh, it's twice a month. Uh, you can find the information on the uh, in on the road team uh, in the toolbox. And um, that's really cool. I've been on two of the calls uh, at night with Mark and Shauna, and it's just really fun. So any drivers that are on the call and um, want to, we would love to have you guys participate in that. And and again, it's just you know drivers helping drivers and talking talking about trucking topics and you know company heads and stuff like that. So it's just a really good uh, resource that the company's providing and. You know, I wanted to, to say thanks to everybody for all of that. So that's all I got, guys. I, I appreciate it. Well, thanks for calling in, Dustin, and all the work that you do to help other drivers. Hey, uh, Darren Wingard, who runs the road team, maybe this is a good opportunity for you to uh, talk about the the new feature on the app with the, the road team and what it does for anybody that may not have heard about it yet. Uh, you got a minute, Darren? Absolutely. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. So, you guys, uh, new release of the CRE Toolbox app that all of you have on your phones as of this week. A lot of really great stuff happening in there. And one of the biggest changes you're going to see uh, after you do the update is on your main menu, you will now see a tab for the road team. And if you click on that, it's going to open up another screen. And everything that we do, uh, everything that we offer to our drivers is in there. So uh, the road team hotline number that you can call, it's a 24-7 hotline for any driver. If you need help, have a question, our email address is in there. The link to join our private Facebook group is in there. Uh, we have a new podcast library uh, that you can get to through the app as well. And then uh, towards the bottom, it talks about Road Team Live, which we do every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. It gives you all the links for that. You can join on Zoom. You can call in. And then at the very, very bottom, there's something really cool. You can click that and actually add Road Team events to your calendar whether you're on Yahoo, Google, Apple, Outlook, whatever, click that, add road team events to your calendar, updates, you'll get a reminder, uh, depending on what your settings are, you'll get a reminder before every call starts, and you can just click that and dial right in. All of the links on there are clickable, um, so you can go there, you can get to us, phone, email, Facebook, road team events, Whatever you need, however you need to get to us, we are there for you. And it's on the main menu of your CRE Toolbox app. 
All right. Very good. Thank you, Darren. You know, uh, I've driven enough myself uh, to know as a uh, professional driver that the whole profession is prone to each individual feeling a little isolated or uh, maybe not as supported mm-hmm. as they could be. And I hope you're, you're feeling from us uh, through a number of ways, but one of which is through our road team that uh, we are here to support and help you. And, you know, the, the road team with drivers helping drivers and being able to listen and answer questions and be available, uh, in this case through the app, um, this is just one more way that you can reach out for assistance. And there are no dumb questions. There, uh, for all of those, those of us that have done this before, um, you know, y- y- there's only one way of learning, and that's, that's doing and making mistakes or learning from others. And, and uh, we're all in this together to help each other do a good job and to succeed. So thanks to all members of the road team, and I'm glad that we have this new way to support each other. Thanks, Darren, uh, and thanks, Dustin, for the questions. All right, who's next? All right, next we've got the name associated on this number is Harry West. Can you hear us? Yes, sir. How are you today? Yes, I am. Did you get the name right? Hi, Harry. Hey, uh, hey how are you today? Uh, two, you're not uh, using your mom's two, phone, are you, Harry? I'm so sorry. I just said, you're not using your mom's phone, are you, Harry? Uh, no, sir. No, no. I'm, seven, I'm 67 years old, so no, I have my own phone. Um, All right. Hey, uh, second career, um, I was over-the-road driver, uh, went out on a medical procedure, uh, and I was told in advance my tractor could be uh, switched over to somebody else. Well, meantime, while I was on medical procedure, I got the opportunity to move over to Harbor Freight division and um, I checked on my tractor while I was off and it was there all along all of a sudden it was missing and I kind of freaked out because it still had my refrigerator and my inverter in which was all paid for I cannot find where that is and nobody seems to want to return a phone call that's the one question Um, my other, my other observation after being into all of the locations, Colton, uh, Salt Lake, and Laredo, um, just a little bit of input. We need to look at, I'm grateful that we do have the showers, but there needs to be some updates. Laredo really has a musty smell. It just is, uh, the heads are not that good on the showers. Uh, I went into Colton, there was missing a head. Uh, and again, the, the floors were not really clean. Uh, and also around the Colton Yard, it was really discouraging to see the amount of trash, and even in some of our trailers. So some of our staff, our drivers, are not, you know, policing after themselves. But um, so those are the two comments I have. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and answer them. All right. Well, let's let's start. Um, let's start with Kirk Freeman to talk about um, the uh, the lost fridge and inverter and and how we can yep. up with that. Hey, Harry. Um, what was the uh, what was the unit number of that truck that you had there at uh, Harbor Freight? 
Well, it was over the road. It was an OTR tractor, and that tractor was 230893. It was on its way to Laredo over uh, Memorial Day weekend, and I've been trying to find out since then what happened to my equipment. Okay. Now, you're in another truck then now, I take it? Well, I'm bouncing slip seat from okay. tractor to tractor. I just got, actually, I just got back from Salt Lake because I went and picked up the track, a tractor okay. for the Harbor Freight. Okay. I will, uh, I will check into uh, where this tractor's at uh, and then see if, uh, if we know we may have pulled that stuff out. Um, Dan, uh, Dan Flanagan, VP of Maintenance, um, do you have uh, any insight on this one by any chance? That's actually a fun, fun thing. Not, not right off, Kurt, uh, but okay. I get the uh, 230893 uh, headed toward Laredo. Okay. I will get out manager, and uh, we'll see if we can find out what the heck happened here, but uh, I'm yeah. on top of yeah, it. We'll, yeah, we'll hunt yeah. that one and, down yeah. for you, Harry, and get it figured and, out. And it's fine. I mean, hey, if somebody else would like to, you know, I understand I paid the labor to put it in. If, if somebody wants to reimburse me just for the inverter, uh, for the harness and the inverter and the refrigerator, I mean, they can just keep it. I mean, I, but, okay. you know, because, hey, it's a, it's a handy thing to have. Yeah, well, absolutely. We'll get it figured out and get back to you. Yeah, yes, Kirk will get back to you. Harry, what's your driver code, by the way? H, um, H-W-R-Y. H-W-R-Y. Okay. Got it. Correct. Um, thank you, Harry. We'll get back to you on that one. In the meantime, uh, let's talk about our facilities. Uh, we got Dave Allred, who's ultimately over our facilities, to talk about uh, Laredo and Colton and the comments you made there. Mm-hmm. Harry, uh, thanks. Uh, this is Dave Allred. As Chad mentioned, I'm the Vice President of Management Services uh, for the company and oversee our facilities. Appreciate that insight. Um, let me give you a couple of uh, uh, things that we've done recently. Um, I was, I'm based in Salt Lake City, but I was down in Colton about uh, six weeks ago and noticed kind of the same thing that you did when I um, walked through the yard. I was disappointed at the amount of trash and, and things that we had uh, there. And unfortunately, we have drivers that uh, just dump stuff out of their trailers and that kind of thing. And, uh, and so sometimes I think that's because we just don't have receptacles and uh, trash bins for them to put things in. So in the last couple of weeks, we have uh, worked with our vendor down there to add receptacles and areas in which um, um, the drivers uh, can, can put uh, garbage and refuse and that kind of thing. And then we have stepped up our policing of that property to make sure that we're trying to keep an eye on it uh, a little bit better. It's, it's, a, it's a big task. It's a big yard. And that's not an excuse for not keeping it clean, but we have... Uh, uh, taken some steps in the last just couple of weeks to try to improve that a little bit uh, so that it's just a better environment for everybody that's on that property. Um, showers showers are uh, always uh, a challenge. Um, I have a meeting with my team every morning at 8 o'clock, and it's uh, almost consistent that uh, every day uh, my facilities tech uh, in, in Southern California in particular uh, talks about having to repair the showers and replace uh, shower heads and those kinds of things. Uh, I have used those showers. I've been on truck trips and have been down there, and, and uh, sometimes I know it's kind of tough that we, we compare our showers to uh, what you might see at a, at a Loves or one of the truck stops, and, 
unfortunately, we don't have the, the luxury of having somebody go in and clean every time somebody uses it, but we do have um, uh, janitorial staff that goes in twice a day and cleans all of our showers at all of our facilities and tries to keep them as clean as possible. And we try to maintain them, uh, make a note of, uh, of the smell that you mentioned in Laredo, and uh, we'll uh, talk to our janitors about that. But it's important to us that, uh, that our drivers have a good, clean environment when they do that. And as I said, I've had that experience myself and, and have come off the road uh, uh, on, on one of my truck trips, uh, pulled into Colton and needed a shower and, and was grateful on that day that it was in clean and good working condition. But I, I certainly can sympathize when that's not the case. So uh, we'll uh, make sure we step it up and, and talk to our, our janitorial vendors to make sure that they're watching that. And we'd always love to have reports when, when things happen, when uh, when things are broken, uh, we have a facilities manager in Colton, who's uh, Morris Roan. Our facilities manager in Salt Lake City is Andrew Carlino, and uh, anything can be reported at those two sites. Morris also oversees Laredo. Uh, he's not in Laredo. He's there about every uh, four to five weeks, but uh, he oversees Laredo, and, and uh, things can be addressed to Morris as well. Uh, those guys are both good at, uh, at uh, dealing with issues, but if, uh, if for some reason uh, you're not taken care of, you can always contact me and I, I will certainly take, uh, take uh, uh, the action that we need to take. So appreciate the, the comments this morning and uh, we'll uh, try to do better. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Dave, and thanks, Harry. And uh, let's move on. Who's next, Mitch? Okay, next question. Uh, no, no name associated with this number. It's just area code 909. The first three is 567. Well, why don't you uh, tell us who you are and go ahead with your comment or question. Hello, can, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's yeah. your name? Hi, I'm driver J-O-Y-H-A-R, Joyce Green, and thank you for the town hall meeting. Um, I just have a question about our trailer swap and when we're dropping trailers. Um, We've, I know I've had several instances where I had to swap with another driver with the trailer. Uh, the pr driver, driver probably had the trailer a couple of days, and um, the trailer was um, filthy, not cleaned out, not washed out, uh, flat tire on the trailer, never was inspected, um, just certain things like that. And I know, um, you know, we get anxious or we get tired sometimes or whatever, but when we are meeting a driver to switch a trailer, a lot of times, you know, we're under a time frame. We have to get to either that shipper or that delivery or whatever we're doing um, is taking time. So when we are <clears throat> switching with the driver and the trailer is not up to par, now we have to go outside of what we already planned to do. Now we have to try to go get it somewhere and get the trailer fixed or get the lighting fixed or get the tire fixed, um, get it washed out or cleaned out if it has a smell in it. Um, you know, they and some of it, they can just brush it out, broom it out, and they won't do that as well. So I'm just asking, um, what do we do in that instance when we're um, trying to pick up um, trailers, even in our drop yards? Our drop yards sell drop trailers, and they are, I don't know who gets that um, DVIR for the trailers, but it never gets back to us. Like, does it say when we get the load, check this trailer number, um, previous um notations that there was an issue with the trailer. Just something to give us um, a heads up to what we're looking for when we go to approach those trailers. 
to see what's going on. Does anybody have a uh, any type of answer for that? Yeah, uh, let's go to Brandon Harrison. He's the president of our OTR group. Brandon, why don't you uh, why don't you talk to talk about this one? Yeah, hi Joyce. This is Brandon. First hi, Brandon. off, thanks for calling and appreciate the call out. This is the exact type of behavior we are we're trying to curb and and educate the fleet, understanding how uh, firsthand how frustrating that is when you're you're having to deal with that when you're swapping a trailer. So. Uh, first things first, when you when you run into that type of a situation, uh, we ask that, that you communicate that uh, immediately to your fleet manager, uh, and we will educate our fleet management team as well to ensure that we're escalating that to the appropriate levels and pushing education and accountability back to the 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 individual who who didn't put the trailer out, who didn't have the tire repaired. Uh, whatever the case may be, so uh, there's we know there's opportunity there. Another thing we we uh, we want to work on and be better at are with our yard checks and inspecting equipment and leveraging some of our local drivers to go through that and make sure they're inspecting equipment uh, and making sure it's operable for line haul drivers through our yards uh, in coordination with our maintenance team and doing doing the same. I know our, our team down in Laredo is, is very diligent at doing that, and we know there's opportunity to improve elsewhere. So, uh, but to answer your question, yeah, we, we want to escalate that quickly and, and push that back to the individuals who are involved. And again, I think a takeaway for our team on the OTR side is just educational and, and pushing that message and information out uh, working with our, our team and our drivers out there on the OTR side to make sure that they're getting washouts done, they're sweeping their trailers out, and that their trailers are in good working, operable condition. Uh, and then, of course, the trailer exchange, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, in utilizing the app. Uh, we are, we're making strides on that. Uh, the adoption rate isn't where we, we want it to be, but we're making progress there to uh, to improve this, uh, this process as well. So, uh, I hope that answers your question. Uh, and I, a couple takeaways for us: we we know we've got some some work to do there with regards to education and fleet. And again, appreciate the call out and question. You know, and I, also too. Go ahead, Joyce. I'm sorry. Okay. Also okay. too, um, I just recently came back from home time, and um, I my home time is in Colton. So at the Colton yard. Um, the trailers are, they're dropped there. I don't know if people are going home and they're just leaving them that way or if they just, I don't know how that works. But the trailers themselves, um, I couldn't find one trailer. It took me over uh, almost two hours to find a trailer that was actually suitable and still it needed cleaning desperately. So it was um, time consuming. A lot of times when we're leaving Colton, our first stop is that Walmart uh, DC to get the Walmart loads or whatever. So we're under a time frame, and I'm I'm specific about time. I'm really particular about it. So um, and to me, I've spoken on this issue in our own meeting, our um, my fleet meeting with my fleet manager, and he has discussed it with our drivers on our fleet. But I just wanted to know. Um, thank you guys for listening to. But I just wanted to make sure that we're getting this whole message out to everyone because it affects all of us. And not just the drivers. It affects our time frame. It affects us being late. It affects us calling to say, hey, you know what, we might not be able to make it. That's not a good good deal right there either. 
Um, it's different things that it affects all the way down the line. So thank you guys for listening. Well, well, Joyce, I think you're right on target with what one of the biggest issues that's hardest to manage uh, at a trucking company. And so I actually want to have a couple more people speak about this um, because you're right on. Um, and, and it requires a good process. It requires good technology. It requires good equipment practices and maybe most importantly, diligence by every driver to make sure we're taking care of each other. Um, but let's, let's start with Danielle Smithen from our uh, IT group. Danielle, do you want to okay. uh, talk a little bit about something that can help with this? Yeah, can everyone hear me? You bet. Okay. Danielle Smithen, Director of Operations Systems in IT. Um, so inside of the DVIR, um, some drivers may not have noticed, but the third tab in that application is a history tab. So you can actually look up a history of DVIRs for a particular tractor, a particular trailer, or just the DVIR submitted by your, yourself. So if you're concerned about a particular trailer that you pick up, has an issue on it, you want to know if anything's been logged about it within the last um, specific time frame, you can use that history tab to look up that information. Okay. Thank you. All right. Great. And then um, finally, uh, we'll go to Dan Plan again, um, because I want everybody to know how hard we're working on this and some of the things that are available here to uh, give us the tools to, to do a better job. So, Dan, why don't you talk a little bit about the equipment interchange process? Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, first of all, to start out, we, we started our equipment interchange process uh, as the equipment comes through our shops. Um, we, we are uh, taking pictures of any damage or any problems or if they need to be cleaned out, any flat tires, lights that don't work. So we've really ramped this up uh, recently, and uh, it's, it's proven to catch a lot of uh, issues that we're having, not only with uh, um, Treaders that not are cleaned out or, or dam uh, I'm sorry, or flat tires, uh, lights that are missing uh, or not working, but also with traders uh, that have uh, customer damage on the inside or, or damage on the outside from from drivers uh, using the equipment. So we're we're really ramping that up, and I, and I know it's got to be helping with the process of uh, when another driver drops the trader, uh, but also. Um, moving forward, we are also um, making sure that, like you said, Joyce, when when you go out on the Colton Yard, uh, there's trailers out there that uh, they just drop them and they don't check them. Uh, it's called a, a post-trip inspection, which they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but we in maintenance need to be make sure that we're when we do a yard check, we're looking inside trailers. We're making sure that the tires are good to, and everything is intact. In and it's very important that we do that because, you know, when, when a driver goes to get the trailer, the driver's going to pick up a load. So uh, it's important that it's ready to go, not have to bring the trailer to the shop and get it repaired, and you're already uh, booked on a load. That's not going to work. That never works. Uh, and what we do uh, lose sight of uh, sometimes or most times is when a driver drops a trailer at a drop yard, and they don't um, they don't do a post trip inspection, and then you go to pick up the load 
uh, and it's loaded, and now you've got to call road service to come out and fix the flat tire. Uh, right. Those times, we need to know that information. When you call road service, you need to let them know that, uh, that uh, your situation and let them know that uh, the driver who, that had this equipment before you dropped it this way, and, and we'll take action on that. But if you don't tell okay. us that, uh, we don't know it. And uh, Terry Pace is the director of, uh, of uh, road service, and he is aware of that, and his managers are aware of that, because uh, just like Chad said, it's very important that we, we stop this from happening, and we need to know who's doing it, because, Joyce, you're the one who suffers from it when a driver doesn't do their job, and that is make sure that that, that trailer is ready to be picked up by another driver. Does that answer your questions? It does. And then um, uh, one last thing I just wanted to know, would it be possible like when we come in through the Colton and Laredo yard and even um, CR England's yard, um, you know, they check the truck out or whatever. Would it be possible for them to open the doors to the trailer and leave a notation and tell the driver, hey, your trailer still needs to be cleaned out. Please make sure you clean it before you drop it. Yep, we can do that. If it's I'll notated, take... maybe the driver will listen. Yeah, I'll take uh, responsibility for that. But also, I just wanted to mention also, did you know that there's a clean-out area for trailers uh, at the Salt Lake City Yard and the Colton Yard. Yes, I've used them. Yeah, so you know we. <laughs> I use them. Oh. <laughs> the the trailer washout is not working in the Colton Yard right now, but I do use them. And can every truck be equipped with a push broom? Can they get a broom? I have one, but sometimes that'll fix the problem. Yeah, and that I'll, I can check on that one too, but. Uh, also, uh, Andrew uh, is is on the call too, and uh, okay. uh, he's heard it's not working at the Colton Yard. I was out there recently, and it's it's a pretty neat setup, I thought. But uh, we yeah. we want to we want to give all the tools to our drivers that we possibly can to get them to do their yeah. job properly, so people like you don't suffer when they go to pick up a trailer. Right. And I think it it makes uh, the, the whole fleet move a little better. But thank you guys. Uh, for sure. Thank you, Joyce. Um, we have a group chat uh, going on in the background on these calls, and somebody posted, <laughs> we need more Joyce's in the fleet, and that's getting a bunch of likes. Um, but thank you for thank all you. that you're doing, Joyce, to do your part in keeping things in order so we can run efficiently and not drive each other crazy. Um, <laughs> that, that's going to be our, our last call of the day, but you know, it's funny, uh, we be, we preach we are family all the time, and uh, yeah. we mean it, of course, but, you, you know, one of the things about a family, I don't know if your family, your your uh, biological family is anything like mine, but in my house, <laughs> there is plenty of problems with people leaving their stuff everywhere and uh, not picking up their garbage or not being as considerate that sometimes we have to police each other on and make sure, uh, hopefully it's mostly with my 13-year-old that's causing these problems at my house. But, <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, we, we can all want it to be clean, but unless we're all committed to doing things the right way, then it's just not going to work right. And so this is something I'm encouraging everybody that can hear my voice to, to work on. Please be considerate of each other, and please pick up your own stuff. Uh, your your mother probably doesn't work at Sierra England, and uh, we need you to 
take care of yourself and and make yeah. sure that you're doing your part. You know, when we're talking about um, facilities issues and and uh, you know trailer issues, a lot of this is just being considerate to each other and and just taking one extra second to to make things right for the next person. And by doing that, we it, it'll circle around and we'll all be feeling better about what we're doing and have a more pleasant experience. So that's what I ask for is is just to do the right thing and uh, and do your part. So thank you to everybody that called in today. This is going to wrap up our call. Thanks for all that you do to make our company better, to serve our customers, to be safe, and to be a part of uh, the England family. We appreciate you and have a wonderful day. Take care. Thanks all. Thanks, everybody.